A friend is a buddy that you love. We bring him on the show to teach us some stuff. And when the show comes to an end, if anyone asks, you must contend. Jason and Kelsey have friends. Jason and Kelsey have friends. Welcome to Jason and Kelsey have friends. I'm Jason. And I'm Kelsey. And we are two Bay Area Asians learning from our friends. I have gotten some feedback about our voices, and I think I've mentioned this before. What's the feedback? Oh, the no. feedback is that our voices are too <laughs> similar. So really, I, that's what I've heard. So I'm gonna we're gonna t- people let me are still saying that, huh? I know they are. But I was gonna say the reason why I was reminded of that is because you're sing- you, you you brought it up. I don't know what you did with the the song this week, but it was. Emotional. I tried to pep it up a little bit. It was emotional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got emotional because I'm excited. Great. Yeah. But how do we, like, should we change our voices? Yes. <laughs> like, yes or no is, question is that actually... varies. I will always take yes. How about, like, you change your voice and then problem solved? Great. I changed I'll it. continue talking. Okay, great. I do. Cool. I'll... Okay, let me change it on through one, two. Okay, now it's different. Okay. I feel like every time you bring this up, we end up matching our even voices more, even more. I know. Maybe I should not even bring it up. But it's confusing, and I like it. Uh-huh. And I like it because it throws me off emotionally <laughs> but i think like the voices are similar but the the things the way we speak is different yeah our speech patterns are different yeah, like our we, word I mean, choice yeah. like we grew up in different areas yeah my vocabulary is like a yeah, few yeah, grade yeah. levels above yeah, yeah, yeah. yours yes, i think right because yes, like, we graded so. we grade vocabulary like beef <laughs> exactly yes. yeah yeah usda yeah prime uh wagyu yes prime wagyu. oh okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> i didn't even know that was a no that was a thing <laughs> Wow. I learned, I really learned something this week on top of what I learned this week. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. But what did you really learn this week? Uh, speaking of food, I guess, uh-huh. uh, I'm a huge fan of chicken wings. I really like chicken wings. In fact, oh, yeah. I love chicken wings. I am actually trying as a side to try to find the best chicken wings in the Bay Area. And I have like a pretty tight list of the South Bay based chicken places, which I will wow. share with you afterwards because it's still a work in progress. I don't want to necessarily. Show my you don't want to sauce. put it out there. Right I don't want to put it out there. I mean, I, I have a rep to protect. Um, but I did find out that we are suffering through a chicken wing shortage in the United States. Wait, what? Yeah. Since more people are taking out because of COVID, uh-huh. poultry producers are not able to keep up with the demand, which is why if you go and look for uh, chicken wing based restaurants, they might have increased the prices of that, which is contributing to the price inflation that's happening. Wait, holy smokes. Yeah. So get Wait, your- what, so like people eating more from home are more likely to choose chicken wings? I think like- it's people are taking out more. And when they do take out, is like finger foods. So you might get chicken wings more often than you normally would if you were to just go to a restaurant. That wow, is a hypothesis that is-, that is based on one article that I <laughs> But I did that's hear- interesting. But I did hear from a very valued source, my mother- that chicken wings are <laughs> in much shorter supply. And like I just want to grocery store. Just I think just generally. And I just wow. want to put this out as a PSA. Let's just be really <laughs> cognizant. Like if you really are like only thinking about enjoying chicken wings, really think about it because yeah. there are some of us who are really enjoying it that aren't able to get it. So would you say that chicken wings are flying off the shelves? I really was waiting <laughs> for that. And now I want to die. <laughs> I know I was waiting for it because I could see the cogs in your eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you were like wings, flying birds. What can I say? What can I say? 
Uh, but yeah, that's what I learned this week. I wonder if it's related to like the pop rising popularity in like Korean fried chicken. Oh, it might be. I, there it's have been so many places that opened places. up in the yeah. Bay. Yeah. Actually, we, we talked about when last time we had lunch. Mm-hmm. We we got the the what was it BBQ Park or whatever BBQ Chicken BBQ yeah. Chicken yeah yeah and that was I didn't even know that was open nearby it was, yeah it was brand new yeah, yeah it's quite good but and we'll actually need to talk to our next guest about it because he lives in an area where there is a huge dearth of Asian restaurants so we yeah, can yeah, just yeah, rub yeah. it in his face but there probably is a lot of chicken wings I, I don't think there are I think lives. they actually ban chicken wings up in that area <laughs> okay cool yeah. um, but that's what I learned this week how about that's you that's awesome what did you learn this week Jason well I also learned something about a bird really is it a bird fruit uh, no it's no not, it's not fruit it's not fruit based no, okay. no, no I've been I, saying based a lot I just want to say like a lot of mm, based mm. oh interesting yeah yeah so that's a way people can tell that's you talking yes that's versus true. me yes okay um I learned something about a bird called the bar-tailed godwit. So the, this is a bird okay. that is known for its incredibly long whoa. migratory. <laughs> whoa. Whoa. This is PG. Scott's kids are listening to this, Jason. Jeez. Come on, man. Um, their migration is incredibly long. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they are known to f- migrate every year from Alaska to New Zealand, and they do it in one continuous flight over eight days. Holy crap. Yeah, so it's eight-day nonstop flight of 7,000 miles, around 7,000 miles. That's like almost 1,000 miles a day? Oh, good. <laughs> question mark, question mark, question mark. I don't know why. That's, yeah. Well, why well, do you do math? Yeah, I know. Because it's, it's, it helps me figure out because almost 1,000 miles a day, if you're a how do you sleep? I guess, do they sleep or do they just power through? I think they power through and they don't stop to eat. What? Yeah. So they like bulk up yeah. uh, wherever they are and yeah, and then they embark on this flight. Is that the longest migratory pattern for a bird? Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Man, it's awesome. crazy. Alaska to New Zealand. I mean, that's an expensive flight. So that's pretty far. That's like <laughs> maybe a layover or two. Yeah. Yeah. Like humans don't yeah, even yeah, go yeah, nonstop. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's like long. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So the next time you're on a long flight, yeah. uh, try not to eat any of the in-flight uh, snackyakis. And Ooh, I can't. Those are delicious. Those are delicious, though. You know why? Because it's the only thing that's available that you'd want to be able to eat. But I couldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. Yeah. I would do it for like a flight to maybe Los Angeles. I'd be like, you know what? Why don't you go and hold those Bischoff cookies? I'm okay. Those are so good. <laughs> Those, are, Those are really good. Those are really good. Shout out yeah. to United for Shout adding the B-Shop cookies. Those are amazing. Have you dipped them in coffee? You're welcome, world, because if you haven't, or I just blew milk, your mind. Just dipped in anything. Those yeah. things are those things are sponges for for you. They're just sponges, liquid. period. And I forgot how <laughs> milk-based your diet is because good lord. Last time I was talking to Dora, she was like, he needs to have milk with arguably everything. When you're eating something? Uh, yeah, anything sweet. Milk is great. It's a great pairing with anything. It's a great pairing? What is this? Yeah. What do you win? A milk pairing. <laughs> mm. uh, uh, I'd like a 2% with, the, with, my, with my Rocky Road today. Yeah, different, uh, different fat grades for yeah, different, yeah. depending on what you're eating. Yeah, yeah. well, speaking of grades, uh, we have a grade A guest here today. <laughs> That's Nailed smooth. it. Nailed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to welcome to the podcast... He is a, quote, product and design guy at Meta, an economics and business studies major from NYU and an MBA from USC, founder of TCNW Productions, the Bay Area's premier film production company for high schools, 
in the early 2000s in the South Bay. A soccer star, an entertaining host extraordinaire, a professional partier, and top fan of Top Cafe. <laughs> a huge lover of when I do things last minute or show up unannounced, it's Kai Lowe! Excellent, excellent. So I do want to quickly clarify one thing. Uh, TCNW Productions, what does it stand for? Because, oh, I don't even know if we're allowed to say what it's stands oh, for at this point. This seems... <laughs> Unless you want to slap like parental advisory on your podcast. Oh, yeah, exactly. wow. Yeah, this yeah, 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 yeah. seems yeah. explicit. I don't want the podcast to get canceled. Okay, Let's cool. Right. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. I will yeah. ask afterwards and yeah. then submit it through our Instagram as a poster. Please don't post it. I will do it. <laughs> anyway. Kai, how are you doing, sir? So honored to be here. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for being here. Thanks for coming all the way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Kai lives, I want to say, 50 miles away. Is it 50 miles? Google Maps said 59. Ooh. Wow. That's a distance. Yeah. 59 miles yeah. is, is a but distance. But the real away. reason he came down here was to get some chicken wings. Correct. Is what you're saying. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. They're, are they're, there chicken wings in Moraga? There are, but not good. Ooh, <laughs> shots fired at the chicken wing industry in Moraga. We definitely don't have Korean fried chicken wings. See, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's so, uh, not to rub it in, but like there are so many There's fried so chicken many places, places here that yeah. have opened. I know they're turning KFCs into. I guess KFC is right. Korean fried chicken places. Vaughn's, yeah. Vaughn's <laughs> super yeah. specific for anyone not living in the Bay Area, yeah. but the Vaughn's Chicken on Stevens Creek. Yeah, yeah, exactly. used to be the KFC. Exactly. That's crazy. I'm wondering when KFC will pivot and like rebrand to be Korean fried chicken. What about the herbs and spices? <laughs> is insert Korean spice here? They I don't can, know. They still have herbs and spices. I can mean, they? it's it's a secret, anyways. Whatever it is. Oh, yeah. that is true. Yeah. That's the nice thing about it being a secret is they could change it whenever they wanted, and they exactly. could be like, "Yeah, it's still secret." Same it's one. Still a secret. Just yeah. tastes the same. Yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah. Anyway, we're gonna have to veer off of this chicken wing topic because that will rat hole quickly. <laughs> First question for you, Kai, is how do you know Jason? I, w- I was thinking about this because I was like, oh, I need to think about how I'm sure everyone feels embarrassed when they get the introduction. And so I was like, I got to think about something in return for Jason. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, so Jason and I grew up in Argonaut uh, Elementary School, so never really had You grew up in Argonaut Elementary School? Like well, you guys were like, like, raised uh, in the school? Yeah. Wow. Pretty Every much day. the school Pretty raised much. from the yeah. streets. Yeah. Like yeah, this yeah. is like, <laughs> wow, okay, cool. So that was our elementary school in Saratoga. Never really had classes together until fifth grade, That's but right. always knew about Jason because he had the rat tail. And oh no! Yeah, I do. Yeah, kind of remember that. And Jason Chow was the wow. kid with the rat tail growing oh, up. Oh, this is yeah gold. Yeah, this is. Yeah. Yeah. I was fly. Wow, I was fly. Yeah, yeah. were you? Yeah. Can't deny, dude. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and put the spotlight on Jason now. What was the thought process behind that? Oh, it, it was not my choice. I think my parents or my sister, uh-huh. my older sister, like they thought it was like a fun thing to do. Oh, I see. Shirking and then, responsibility. And then I grew okay. to... Uh, I grew to like identify with it. I was a big fan of the of the rat tail. And to the point where there was a chance that I was going to transfer and go to a private school. And then I went to meet some administrator at this private school and... They saw me and said, you know, if you come to our private school, you'll have to cut your hair. And I turned to my mom and was like, I'm not going to the school. That <laughs> cannot be true. Is that true? That is 100% true. Wow. I was like, I was like, take me back. 
public school. Wow. The rest of my wow. life. <laughs> I'm not parting with this hair. And then the best part was, <laughs> if you remember in middle school, there was another Asian Jason with a rat tail. Oh, that's There's true. another Jason? Yes. That is true. Yes. A much more prominent rat tail. But by that point, I had moved on. Yeah. 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 I do remember the rat tail, Kai. That is a... Awesome. Memory. Wait, but but what was your memory of it? Like, was it like, oh, of that it. guy's that guy's <laughs> that guy's gross, or was it like, oh, you know, whatever? He's just that's just what he has. A uh, little bit of the former. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> just just kidding. But I don't have I I don't really have a good solid basis to stand on because I also grew up with like the Nick Carter yeah, bowl cut. That's true. Center I also had cut. a very identifiable haircut. He was the guy with the bowl cut. I- and that was like a big part of yeah how he was recognized this yeah. might be a cantonese thing but i had the bowl cut too no way i did yeah i don't I remember picture. that at all well, i don't do you remember me in in elementary school of course what okay well we should probably do a side i did not realize i i'm just saying that okay very nice cool <laughs> but the bowl cut i felt was like much more popular i feel like for every one rat tail i could probably pick out five to six bowl cuts really were there other people in our i those guess are, yeah those but are, for some reason those are big facts big that's facts. associated with you in my mind. Oh, so, yeah. Kai is the bowl cut guy. He was the bowl cut yeah. guy. Like, the two of us, we knew good hair. Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. you guys are playing on kickball in the back behind the library. You'd be like, uh, I'll take bowl cut guy and rat tail guy. <laughs> yeah. And we will guaranteed definitely. We're going to dominate. Yes. Guaranteed. Yeah. yeah. Right. Wow. <laughs> Haircuts aside, grew up together and then went through high school. And Jason was one of the few that moved out east during just like college years. So, I was yeah. at New York City and he was in philly mm-hmm. and it was just good to have some saratoga connection while we were out there okay yeah how, yeah. how far is that two two hours i'm gonna guess by by plane I, I don't know no it, we would take train okay and it was just like a couple hours yeah yeah super easy it was easy that's awesome yeah it was I, great to, yeah. it was great to like know somebody in new york of course i mean obviously. you know because like as a college kid who's not from there it's like right. kind of a lot yeah. um but yeah great jason any other specific thoughts of kai besides the the bulk i think kai i, I actually have a memory of kai. I, I don't correct me if i'm wrong but i'm pretty sure we were on a soccer team together uh, in elementary school. i don't think so let me know we weren't on a soccer team together we were in ayso together I was in AYSO for only like two years. Yeah, because you were too good and dominant at soccer. And like I think that and that was something that I was very aware of. Were you on the Eagles? In elementary school. Were you on the Eagles? I think you were on the Eagles. The green team? I was on a green team, yeah. Yeah, we were on the same team. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. And basically my role on these teams was just I was a defender, which meant I was like the worst person on the team. And I just had to like, you know, just stay in place. I see. Whereas like I would just watch like Kai and like everybody else oh, I just zoom it around and I'd be like I, yay <laughs> might I venture a guess I think with the rat tail you were the eye candy oh yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah I mean, for every sure team needs I was eye the candy. bad boy yeah, yeah. Of, no of no the no, team, no. Yeah. you were just eye candy just eye candy most okay, people yeah. were just like man look at that kid with the rat tail and then Kai would just swoop and steal the ball and then shoot a goal <laughs> oh eye distraction yes okay got yeah, it yeah yeah. yeah 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 sorry I'm trying to bump it up a yeah, little yeah, bit yeah, give yeah, it a little yeah. bit of a flare it's actually kind of interesting because like my childhood sports uh youth sports memories like we just interviewed um scott and it was memories of scott just like hit blasting home runs in little league and then yeah. for kai it's just like being very good at soccer blasting <laughs> the equivalent home runs in soccer yeah whatever that is i think it's field goals crushing <laughs> crushing strikes and spares just all yeah, the time exactly i just went bowling so. yeah so Kai, this is actually a, a very adequate memory. Adequate, yeah, yeah. yeah. This because, is a nice transition yeah. because oh, we glad. brought Kai on to talk about 
chicken wings. Sorry. No, 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 no. Soccer. We're talking about soccer. And it's because Kai has like a long, illustrious career as a soccer player. And he's like a huge soccer fan, a lifelong soccer fan. So I guess the uh, appropriate first question would be, um, Kai, is it soccer or football? That's a hard one. Um, Because I was having a hard time like... Typing it out. Like writing this thing. I was like, should we be calling it football? Because that's like the real term or i was gonna call, i don't want to like disrespect like you or i go with like i go with know your audience and so if if you're if you're in the states then of course like everyone's just gonna call it soccer but then when you go abroad do the differentiation is like football and american football can i call oh, it I can see. i call it footy you can call it footy nailed it wow it that's some knowledge deep pull. Yeah. So yeah, the the times I've hear I've heard footy is from my cousins from Australia. Yeah. Australia. Oh, I yeah, see. Yeah, we down under love a love a good wow. footy match. So you gotta like know all the different nicknames, even. I guess. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, so we're pretty safe just using soccer around yeah, here. Like yeah. even people who are true fans won't like be butthurt about it. Yeah. Well, we don't have a ton of fans in like Europe. I don't think so. I feel like they would probably be more than, more uh, butthurt than it not. Oh, I see. It is funny because everyone dances around that. It's not just you two. And so now that the sport is growing, we have a lot of international stars and European stars come and play in the the U.S. with MLS. And they'll call it MLS, but they won't call it by its full name, Major League Soccer. Oh, like like in interviews, like they'll be like, I play it in MLS. So if like like Zlatan Ibrahimovic came and he would call it... I like to play MLS. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So they dance wow. around it. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That's cool. Kelsey, you know a lot about soccer. I, do, I know a, I used to be super into it roughly 10 years ago during the World Cup. And side note is what got me into it wasn't necessarily one particular match or anything. It was FIFA, the game. Oh. FIFA 2010 was a great, great game. And my roommate used to beat the crap out of me. <laughs> In FIFA, but then it, it teaches you who like the good players are, and then you start oh, following it, and then you start like picking a team, and then that was actually a really popular time to get into soccer because Barcelona was kind of taking off; they were just winning everything. Uh, the English Premier League was just insanely good at the time. So, yeah, and I, I'm surprised to hear actually, Kai, that you say that it's even still growing. Has it grown even more since you know 2010? And what caused that? I think so. I think there's there's been new TV deals that have come in, so just the ability to watch just global uh, soccer has grown, uh-huh. which is great. Uh-huh. And soccer tends to have this bit of like a reputation where it's not super inviting. And so mm-hmm. yeah. in the past where like if you're someone from the US and you're starting to get into it and then you talk to someone who's been a lifelong fan, there's always this like kind of like snooty like, oh, but like do you know this and that and this? Uh, and uh-huh. so it's a bit standoffish, but now we're finally opening it up so more casual fans can jump in not just not just the world cup or like the european championships but the product itself like the mls has just gotten a lot better oh really and the teams have expanded and now you've got teams that have expanded into like austin and um other places as well and so there is huge growth and if you think about where the sport is now there's a team in Atlanta, Atlanta United, and they play in the same stadium as the Falcons do, and they like sell out. Can it's, they really drive? Oh them? wow! Oh, I didn't yeah. realize that. Yeah, yeah. Oh. and so it's huge. It's getting yeah. big. Oh, interesting. I th- when I lived in Seattle, like the, the Sounders, the Sounders super also popular. played in the same stadium as the Seahawks, and it was. I went to one of those games. It was. I was 
kind of surprised. Seattle, <laughs> I, yeah. I went to visit yeah. Seattle. The way that people kind of show like Niners schedules and liquor stores or whatever, they were doing that with the Sounders. And yeah. I'm like, the They're Seahawks are right extremely there. Extremely proud. Yeah. But they would, but I would say yeah. the MLS was almost equivalent in popularity as American football teams in Seattle. As in well. Seattle. Yeah, yeah. 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 And the Timbers as well. I went to a Timbers game once and it was wow. like, yeah. Wild. I think so also. Do, so do you think it, the quality of the play is like, Improving because there's domestic players are getting better, or are there are there more international like talent coming in? Yeah, there's there's two catalysts have that really have improved just the game overall. So I think the first is just now there has been talent from abroad coming back in, and so I'd say probably ten years ago the MLS made a decision. So the MLS is like a really different league where it's centrally owned and operated more or less, not owned but like centrally operated. Oh, and okay. so all the teams have to adhere to certain rules like salary caps and things like that. Mm-hmm. And what the MLS does is in order for them to be able to organically grow, they really had to have like a tight control. But one of the things that they opened up 10 years ago was that they would have this rule where you could have a designated player on your team. And that designated player would be outside of the salary cap restrictions. Okay. And so the most casual way of calling it is the David Beckham rule. Uh, okay. So that's how they brought David Beckham to the LA Galaxy and, and they could pay for his wages because it was outside the norm. Oh, And so now every team has that and that's what was able to bring in Zlatan Ibrahimovic, Wayne Rooney, all these guys Thierry that Henry played. Was there, right? Thierry Henry from the New York Red Bulls. That's how they were able to come in and play. So that brought up uh, the quality of play and also had just stars that people will come to watch. Mm-hmm. Right. What What are your thoughts on, because I think I've heard, I'd say stereotypically that MLS play, while it sounds like it's improving, it's probably not equivalent to say the English Premier League or La Liga. Would you say that the best yes. MLS team would beat <laughs> no, the best no, EPL team? No. Okay. If you, if the, the way the MLS has the seasons now is that they have the games and the major of the season, like majority of the season through the summer, which is when the teams across Europe have their like off season. And you Mm -hmm. always have like the MLS all-star teams playing like a European club who like use this as like a preseason warm-up. So it's like, I think the the talent gap (laughs) is still there. Yeah. Uh, But I would say, so that was the first catalyst was this David Beckham rule. And then the second is just in, in fact, the domestic product is just getting better in that the, the U.S. has really invested through the MLS and through its clubs, like development programs, where oh. you've got like the youth leagues, the youth equivalent of the San Jose Earthquakes, the youth equivalent of like DC United. They're training these kids and yeah. having them go through the same development programs as the kids in Europe. And oh, so wow. they're, it's like a farm team. Huh? Yeah, and if you look at a lot of the like top players in the U.S. national team, like they came through the system. But of course, like the top competition is always going to be in Europe. But if you see a lot of the guys now that are going to field the U.S. men's national team, hopefully in the World Cup, they all came through the system and then they went to Europe and play. Are there more mm. American players that are, being tran- like, that are playing and transferring to European leagues? Yeah, there is. And probably the most famous Americans that were in the European leagues and had the most success were goalkeepers at the time. But now you're seeing much more diversity of players. And so the most famous ones are Christian Pulisic, Mm -hmm. who plays for Chelsea, and he's a winger. And then you got Winston McKinney, who plays, um, I think, in Italy, and Mm -hmm. he's a midfielder. And so you've got talented youth that are going abroad. Man, that's crazy. And I'm excited. Like, the the youth kind of 
development and the team that we're going to hopefully field if we can qualify for the World Cup is going to be pretty exciting. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, we didn't even make it to the World Cup last time, right? Or was it so, the Olympics? There's something where we didn't we, we did not qualify. Let's not talk about that, Jason. For Russia, and yeah. it's still a, a really sad part of my life. <laughs> oh. Because they was it they lost to Mex was it Mexico that they lost to they or? the. Yeah, so Mexico got Mexico qualified and went through. But yeah. the game that was important for them, for the U.S., in order to qualify, they lost to. And it was against Trinidad, Trinidad and Tobago. Ah, mm. the powerhouse of Trinidad yep. and Tobago. <laughs> TNT? Because they're TNT. <laughs> and even worse, you couldn't find it on TV. So I had a boot like this on, like... Some pirated site. site. Yeah, yeah. How many viruses does your computer have now? <laughs> I toss that computer, but <laughs> but not because of the viruses, but because we lost. And, no. and it was just so sad to see this like terrible stream, and then basically see the team lose oh. and not be able to qualify for the World Cup. Gotcha. Wow. I guess taking a step back because we jumped, we kind of jumped right yeah, in. But well, what got you into? Football, footy, soccer, however you want to call it. How, what got you into it in the first place? Well, I, so I grew up like all over the place. was born in Hong Kong, then spent some time in California and then moved to Tokyo for like three and a half years. So between like ages three to seven mm -hmm. and during school and during recess, all we ever played was soccer. So it was like oh. first graders against kindergartners. And then when I was in first grade, it was like first graders against like kindergartners. And I was on the first grade team and then just got really hooked. And that was like my upbringing. So when I came back and met Jason and his rat tail, <laughs> yeah, that was, that was all I knew. I never had that grow up like American football or basketball or things like that. So it was always just like wanting to figure out how can I play soccer when mm -hmm. I came back from Japan and oh, okay. just stuck with it. Was it a catalyst right. for you to like build relationships because you moved around so much or am I reading too much into it? What am I <laughs> later, 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 like when I, when I went to NYU for college, definitely. So like my main criteria was like, I just want to find friends I can play soccer with. Really? Oh, oh yeah. Wow. Like oh, you, yeah. like you are carrying this as like a lifelong love. Like I still play when I can on Sundays. Wow. Yeah. Does your wife know about this lifelong love? Oh, yeah, yeah. She's come <laughs> to the games. She just like sneaks out to play soccer. Yeah. She's yeah. just like, oh, I'm going to go to the store for an hour and a half. <laughs> Two hours. For 90 minutes plus yeah. stoppage yeah, time. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> With a half time. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And uh, maybe some orange slices. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys both took my job. Great minds. Yeah. Great minds. Yep. We're vibing real hard. Real hard. I like it. Um, <laughs> okay. So. As a kid, you moved back and you're like, I want to play soccer. So like, sign me up for something, right? And then you did AYSO and you're like, these guys are chumps. Like, I need the real thing. So then you like, you did like club soccer, right? Yeah, I don't know how I got noticed, but basically was playing AYSO for a couple of seasons. And I think one of the coaches for the competitive teams contacted my mom and asked if I wanted to try out for the competitive leagues and so i did went for the tryouts and then got on the team and that's where i really realized like okay ayso was like <laughs> it was like a stroke your ego type of a league because i was known when like on the teams to be the guy who ran really fast yeah yeah and like that was my strategy was like kick the ball really far and then, and then run after it, it. Yeah, and yeah. i would outrun people yeah yeah 
And then I joined the team, which was the Deans of Bulldogs, and I tried that strategy, and then everyone caught up with me. Um, yeah, I realized, <laughs> oh, I'm not so fast anymore. <laughs> well, I actually, just to take another, sorry, quick step back too, is just in case folks who don't know what AYSO is, I believe it stands for the American Youth Soccer Organization, and yes. their motto is "Everybody Plays." So this oh, is I didn't not know that. That's funny. This is not the most competitive group because it's kind of a catch-all for anyone and everyone who wants to learn and play soccer yeah yeah yeah. to play soccer but then there was cysa correct i don't know what that stands for california youth soccer association i believe your symphony agenda is very apparent in this (laughs) this episode but that was the more competitive league and so there is like a pretty clear difference between ayso as a league versus cysa as a league Mm -hmm. and so kai was in the he was in the competitive upper echelon yeah yeah Proceed. <laughs> cool. And then I guess you played through high school and then in college you played intramural, like club soccer or yeah, it was, they had like leagues. It was, in, it was interesting. So being in New York city, it was such like, like a international place. Mm-hmm. When I was playing in college, like I wasn't really super active in the intramural leagues. For one, the intramural leagues at NYU, like NYU is not, a powerhouse sports school yeah and so until kai came and then (laughs) dominated the upper east side nyu's motto everyone plays (laughs) but our intermural leagues were like two weeks so there's a lot of time outside of it when you wanted to play and so either played in like basically like the new york city leagues or we'd play pickup with either my classmates or just like people in the city and, oh. you would go, and you're like, you would go to different yeah. parts. Is this like the sort of thing where you're like playing under bridges? Oh, yeah. Oh, like there sweet. was <laughs> Walmart <laughs> parking lot, 3 p.m. That's how you know you're legit. Bring <laughs> cleats. It's like a lit field under bridges. <laughs> I can't. I, yeah. I, I don't know if you remember. There was there was a few summers where like Steve Nash hosted like a big oh like, that's right soccer he's super into thing. soccer yeah, right i yeah. totally remember that randomly yeah and he would invite all his buddies oh just casually invite like Thierry Henry and like all these stars like baron davis and they would play and that field is in the lower east side just south of houston street on second Ave. like and yeah that's where i would play not with steve nash but i would play there like on the nights and when mm. weekends insane to me like i don't know i i don't think i've carried anything from childhood until college so much so that i would go to a foreign area and do that thing oh yeah yeah. that's that's pretty that's a pretty admirable well i think it's a lot easier to find like a turf field than like a pool that's true that's fair yeah i think it's pretty hard there's there's such thing as a pickup game of water polo that's not (laughs) yeah that's a a real it's a a pretty it's a pretty high level pretty high investment people just sitting on the on the bleachers going got next yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) as they Stripped down to their speedo, you know, some lake in the middle of, you know, San Fernando Valley or something like that. That would be cool, though. It would. Yeah. Jason, you're telling me. Of course, we need that in the culture. That would be great. But that that just wasn't in the cards for me. Uh Um, But you so you continue to carry that forward. Do you and so you said you still play pickup games now. Who are these folks that you're picking up these games with? Yeah, it's not not pickup games anymore. It's still organized leagues. 
And so oh, okay. I, have, I have now upgraded from the competitive leagues to the East Bay Senior Men's Soccer League. Whoa. Where senior, not junior, my friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, that's the top one. Yeah, but I think senior means senior citizen, right? Yeah. More or less, okay. yeah. yeah. <laughs> you have to be older than a certain age. Your captain is a 63-year-old oh, man. And how, what's the age of like the oldest players? We have guys in, our, in their 40s playing. Oh, um, nice. So you can still play at like a high level yeah 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 and i think but it's a little bit like different the, pretty hard the object to, of the yeah. game now when we play is to to not get hurt <laughs> and then the, the second objective is win so so basically jason and i are also in this league because i haven't been hurt yet playing soccer and i think you haven't either no yeah i'm yeah. doing a great job i'm of, nailing it yeah. yeah i am a first string player of not getting hurt yeah that's also my objective in um general life just going to falling asleep just like don't wake up hurt (laughs) that's true that is true just as a random side i think you have a history of waking up hurt somehow i just think that's something that comes with age it's like sometimes you wake up and you'd be like i i'm in pain you have (laughs) like my neck is weird or like my back feels terrible (laughs) it's true this is all not play soccer yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) wow so who who are your teams that you support right now? And has that changed? Or have, have you because I from what I have heard, most people pick their team when they're very young, and they you basically have to stick with it. You can't change. I guess it's like is any, that true? Oh well, yeah, I guess it's, yeah. it's hard to is that is that justify. true for you, Kai? And who is that team? The the team I support is Manchester United. Of course it mm-hmm. is. I, I knew know. it. I knew, <laughs> I knew it. What's the what's the reputation of? I mean, I I don't know much, but like, do the teams have like different vibes, or the fans have different like vibes? So like, well, I think it's yeah, it depends on depends on the history, and then depends on just like where they play. Uh-huh. And so I think you've got clubs that have basically histories over spanning over like a hundred years. Oh, and wow. so you've got a lot of history from like the club successes, famous coaches, what was like the style that they played and that's kind of kept through. And so you've got leagues where let's say in Spain with like the focus is less on like pace and t- attack and power. It's about like more technical skills. You see kind of like the short passes, which is pretty uh, uh, characteristic uh-huh. of Barcelona yeah. where I see. it's a lot of short passes, knocking the ball around or what they call like tiki taka. Uh-huh. And you've got other clubs where they really take on the, the mantra of the area that they grew up in or the, where they play. So you've got blue collar teams like Stoke city, that are from like blue collar towns. Imagine like a Pittsburgh Steelers uh, like, corollary, and I they're see. really valued because their type of style is definitely not what Barcelona plays. It's like uh, workmen, hard, like commitment, and they're not going to be the most skilled, but they're going to outwork you. Uh-huh. And so they take on kind of the the attitude of where they're wow, where that's they play, cool. yeah, as well as just the style of the game in different countries. So. The style of soccer in England is completely different than Germany, which is completely different from Italy and Spain. And so I think that those are some of the characteristics of the teams in terms of style. And then, of course, like what Kelsey was saying, which is something that's completely different versus like American leagues versus the European leagues. It's like if you've got a rich guy that's going to bankroll the team, like the sky (laughs) is the limit. Yeah, money Uh is really helpful in soccer. 
Oh, because there are no caps, so there's no like shared money or like anything like that. Yeah, yeah. There Oh. Which is like which is the funniest thing in the I remember reading a book from Chuck Klosterman was talking about how there is a growing sentiment I think less so now, but I mean, you always hear back then from especially like Americans saying like, oh, soccer is the most socialist game. It's like a communist game. But like hmm. it could not be farther from the yeah. truth. You contrast to the NFL, which is probably one of the most socialist games where you've got a cap yeah. on how much each team can spend on their players. Mm-hmm. They have collective bargaining yeah, with yeah. a player's <laughs> union. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then not only that, the worst team each league gets first pick of like the best <laughs> college player. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Come on. Um and so that's completely oh, different shit, yeah. in like kind of basically soccer worldwide where you there's no cap uh they've yeah. started to change that now but in the past there was no cap oh they're changing it now i didn't know that. a little bit yeah they've got some financial fair play rules where you basically have to like make money and not run debt um, oh i see but like what kelsey was talking about during the heydays of the 2010s is like you have a rich owner that can bankroll the team and yeah. you can basically just buy whoever you want and, and there's so, no draft you basically just yeah. literally just whoever like, you want we just, we bought him <laughs> for a hundred million dollars for two years yeah oh wow and yeah. so you see some of that you see some of that change in terms of like the history of the club because you've got like manchester city which has a pretty storied history but really where they've taken off is because like the oil money has come in. And Literally, that was it. Yeah, <laughs> like wow. in 2006, I want to say this really, really rich prince in yeah. Abu Dhabi or something just was like, "I want a soccer team." But but does man did Manchester City retain their like style of play or something? Like, is it, did the team completely? Change? They just like brought in a lot of hired guns, and it was just like you're right with with the new money that came in. I think like that's pretty much out the door in terms of what style. And so Manchester City, definitely, when they had the money, they brought in Pep Guardiola, who used to coach at Barcelona. And so like the style of the team and how they play definitely changed in addition to the players that they brought on because uh-huh. they could afford it. But you're right. like Manchester United has always been known as a club that is about attacking, mm-hmm. uh, attacking football. So a lot of emphasis on offense and being aggressive and just going for it Mm. and so some teams have that characteristic and philosophy that they still continue to this day and like one of the things you'll hear about from commentators all the time like manchester united has been struggling the last like basically decade and the main commentary and criticism is they're just not playing that man united style of like attacking being like risk taking mm-hmm. so yeah i think it i think it carries over um for certain clubs but everything now with new ownership and who they bring in uh-huh. it's always like different i see are you more focused on the english premier league or do you also watch the other leagues as well mm, mostly english premier league for me yeah yeah That's, what were your and, thoughts on okay oh, no i was just wondering why that was well so like you said when you pick the team like how did you pick the team and like what was what was the reason? Well, like growing up with like my family, a lot of them were in Hong Kong. Like Hong Kong is a big Man United 
just town. Oh, I just, see. And I think Man United oh. is a pretty global brand. Uh-huh. So growing up, that was like I was told that was my team. Of course, <laughs> I see, I and see. then that's you were, the team it was inherited. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all my cousins are Man United supporters, and so since that was my team, that's how I followed them, and that's how I got into the English Premier League. Interesting. On that token, what are some moments in football? history that that stick out to you as as memorable i would say growing up was going to a world cup match with oh whoa yeah this was like the 90s when they played at stanford stadium oh yeah yeah playing and what so watching a match there with my dad i've gone to a few world cup matches so i went to the final in 2006 in berlin where it was france against italy wow yeah and you were in high school then right or you were it, just graduating? it i just graduated wow yeah just graduated cool. high school i was about to go to college yeah that's um, awesome that's, so, that's amazing. amazing yeah and so that was that was an incredible incredible experience and then when i was studying abroad in nyu i decided to study abroad in london not because I wanted to watch because soccer, soccer, but maybe a little bit bit. <laughs> did you get there. to go watch a, a live Manchester United game? I did. Oh, I've heard those games are insane. Like we tried to get tickets when I was last in England with a friend of mine. They're hard. They're it's impossible because they give so many tickets to their diehard fans, and because England is so oh, so into soccer, it's so hard to get. And the tickets are like. So there's no like Euros. last minute like resale. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. There isn't like the <laughs> people are the, like I'm going to the yeah, to yeah, the yeah, game. Yeah. I have a ticket. For sure. Yeah. There, it's there, you're not going to find it on StubHub. Wow. Yeah. Um, I have a, a more technical question. So there's one concept that I really don't understand, which is transfers. Yeah. Where it's just like players are being borrowed or like rented or they're just like hopping around and then yeah. But it's all happening concurrently during the season and it's like kind of a mess. Whereas yes. I'm more used to like, you know, the NBA or, or something else where there's like a trade deadline and there's like certain beats that everything follows. And then there's like some sort of some parody that has happened in trades. It sounds like these dudes are just like all over the place. Yes. And yeah. They're so like, like on how, loan. Yeah, they're on loan. Yeah, exactly. Correct, it's correct. like whole different words. Like, I, I don't understand. Yeah. Correct. Correct. So there's, I think there's a few things to help, help you understand. First is like a contract. Uh-huh. And so similar to any kind of sports contract, every single, as they call it, footballer basically signs a contract with the team. Uh-huh. So it says you are going to be playing for this club. You'll get paid X amount a week. So that's a little bit different versus like the annual salary. Oh, but interesting. Like, it's just different math. Mm-hmm. Quick side note, the weekly rates are insane. Yeah, I bet. They're insane. <laughs> like they took away Wayne Rooney's, like he got in trouble for something. And they're like, You're t- we're taking away two weeks of pay. And I was like... Pfft. What is that like? Yeah. 10 grand? 20 grand? It's 200. Yeah, it was still like 250,000 pounds. I was like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You get paid the whole year? Yep. <laughs> yep. And and so you've so you've got players on contract. Now there's many different ways that like a club can utilize a player. The the most easy one is like you sign the contract and you play for the team. Yeah. The second is what we just talked about like where is a loan? Uh-huh. where you could be contracted by a certain club, but let's say you're a big club. Let's say you're like Chelsea or you're Arsenal and you are just a young guy and the prospects of you getting what they call like first team action or playing every weekend is like super low. Mm-hmm. It's like you're going up against the more senior guys. And so what they'll do is ship you off to another club 
so that you can get that experience. So it's similar to like in basketball, like the G League. Oh, okay. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be affiliated to you, yeah. for instance. So it's like if the Warriors sent like Kaminga to, I don't know, the Knicks for like, Yeah, that's for bizarre. In the same season. To, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. To a competitor. Yeah. yeah. And so that's, that's one way where you go on loan uh-huh. and the hope is that you get experience and then come back as a stronger player. Yeah. And the, your opportunity is to play at like team that you're contracted with get Cause higher. The, yeah, because the other team is responsible to make you better and then it's like i'm helping a competitor's player get better so when they go back they can start and destroy us well it doesn't necessarily have to be in a club in the same league it could be across like other leagues oh oh i see oh interesting and then who pays is it this is the part i didn't know as well is is it the lending team that pays? correct so that's probably the monetary benefit that the receiving team gets Oh, they get oh, interesting. Yeah, because you like get pro bono. So they're getting paid to take the to take the player. Yeah, from what I understand, yeah, it's like pro bono. That's so, so interesting. Yeah. So maybe that's why there's oh, an incentive okay. structure. Interesting. Yeah. And then does there's no like guarantee where it's like oh, give us the money, we'll take your player, and we'll make sure they play X amount of games or get X amount of experience, or it's just like you're you're just banking on us like doing right by this person and, and i'm sure there's some agreement uh-huh. i don't know the details but i think there is an agreement that if this player is going to go on loan the expectation is that player is going to play oh, i see yeah okay yeah. wow okay that makes a lot more sense yeah that the team's going to get some money yeah. yeah yeah so that that's one option then the second is what you're talking about transfers and i think what's different between just the european leagues versus like american sports is that there's it's much more money based. Uh-huh. There's no real concept of like trade. Player for player. Player yeah. for player. And so if a player is on contract and another team, let's say I'm on contract with Manchester United. So let's say like, I don't know, Barcelona wants me to play for Barcelona. Mm-hmm. If I am still on contract with Manchester United, then Barcelona needs to pay what is called a transfer fee, mm-hmm. which is like I value at a certain amount of money. I value you at a certain amount of money, and I will pay that so I can get your rights to sign a contract. So you got it's basically the uh, equivalent of buying out the contract. Correct. The transfer fee is basically we're gonna basically renege on the existing contract that you have with Team X. Yes. So that we can base. So they get double paid. Like who does the club get the transfer fee, and then the player just signs a new contract with Barcelona? Yes. Wow. And the club doesn't have to finish paying out the original contract yeah, right okay. yeah the contract yeah. nullified so the transfer fee is usually less than what the club might owe the player no the fee is way more because you basically have to like if you value that player yeah. then theoretically you would pay top dollar just to get his rights or yeah. her rights to wow. play because i imagine that's like a imagine if you're like a superstar like a yeah, ronaldo yeah, yeah. or a messi yeah like if you could if you had the money to buy out their contract that's, from that's someone wild, else. Yeah. yeah, so the money in soccer is crazy. And thats yeah. I don't think it's a coincidence that soccer players are some of the highest paid athletes on the planet. Now, the detail, though, is that the transfer fee goes club to club. The player gets nothing. Yeah. And once the player now is in the new club, they sign a new contract, yeah. weekly wages, things like that. Yeah. And so if you think about it, the the team is paying twice if they yeah. want that player. Yeah. And so that's where you see on the news where like, oh, record transfer deal, record mm-hmm. transfer fee. And that's what they're talking about is like, how much am I willing wow. to pay to have the rights to sign this yeah, player? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So that's the second option. If I'm still on contract, teams can play, pay a transfer fee to, for me to move over. Uh-huh. The third is when my contract ends. ends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I'm a free like, agent, free agent. Uh-huh. and there's no transfer fee. And I can basically sign with whichever club uh-huh. I want. And so that's why for clubs that want to maximize on like their investment, they try to transfer players while they're still on contract. Yeah. 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 And so typically like if you think about contracts, especially in the European leagues, they're almost like meaningless because they can practically just buy out of it all the time versus yeah. like American sports leagues where it's like the contract is the contract mm-hmm. unless you get traded. And then even then they like have to honor that contract that the player yeah, had. Yeah. In Europe, it's just like it's pretty non-binding. Interesting. Yeah. So the players get paid a lot, but it sounds like they don't have as much say in what happens to them. Well, you now you have these players that have these power agents similar to like Scott Boris and the MLB, uh-huh. where they can just force their way out. And oh, so, okay. I think that's what uh, Messi did with Barcelona, right? Yeah, a little bit complicated with that one. Like Barcelona, basically, they're spiraling in debt and they need to figure out how to pay and like stay afloat. Ah, and like Messi was really expensive. So that's like that oh, plus perhaps he wanted to look elsewhere. Mm. But I think the main thing was like they just couldn't afford him. Got it. Um, I guess, okay. So one of the only soccer players that I am aware of is Hyung Min Son. Yes. Yes. And I discovered him, like, during the pandemic, yeah. I guess. Um, and this guy, I don't know anything. I don't know much about soccer. He's but good. I, this guy's amazing. Who's he play for? And, Tottenham in London. Oh, yeah. wow. And that's, like, one of the only teams I know because he's on that team. Yeah. And he's in, I, I think he's incredible. I don't know. I just want some validation. Like, is this guy legit? <laughs> yes. And, okay. He, he is a very, very talented player. Yeah, it is so exciting that th- it's like yeah. But it, it, I, don't, I guess Asian players are somewhat rare. I guess in the they're rare, in, but in I, that league. I yeah. remember uh, there was a Park who played for for United, right? Yeah, Park Ji Sung. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Back then with Manchester United, like the manager at the time, Sir Alex Ferguson, like he would play Park Ji Sung at the most critical moments. Like this, like for this situation, I trust that Park Ji Sung will. Interesting. Execute. Yeah. How and about was it? he like? Uh, goal scorer like he was a like he played he played in midfield and he was just characteristic of just like we knew what his abilities were he wasn't going to like shatter the world in terms of skill like Cristiano Ronaldo Uh but he was going to work his ass off yeah he was going to run for the entire game if you gave him an assignment like he would execute and like He's, he's scored goals here and there, but yeah. that wasn't his main purpose. Yeah. It was really like depending on the type of strategy, um, defensive like responsibilities, like yeah. that's when he would play. Yeah. It's like Iguodala. So that's interesting. Yeah. It's like an Iguodala or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's pretty like Asian, pretty workmanlike. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. But, but what, I, what, is, what is interesting to me about this human son guy is like he seems stylish, like flashy, like so he's a, little, a bit different like stylistically, right? Yeah, there there have been few, well, I think the English Premier League is of course like the biggest league. So, I'm sure there are other like talented footballers, but like for someone coming from Korea and one of the biggest leagues playing for one of the top teams, yeah, I think it's definitely an outlier and just his style of play 
Yeah, it's super exciting. Like you've seen probably the YouTube highlights where he starts from like his own half. Yes, and just, it just goes. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's incredible. Yeah, That's yeah. Nice. So I've taken in a lot of uh, Hyun Son content. On oh, YouTube. interesting. Yeah. And to the point where I I do check the Tottenham scores. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and well, so I, like I, I want to see if he. Yeah, I want to see if he scores basically. So you're a fan and, of and I'll Tottenham. Watch yeah, yeah. So that was the other thing I wanted to ask Kai about is like, is it okay to be a fan of Tottenham? Like, yeah. what, what is this team about? Like, what's their reputation? And like... Yeah, Tottenham, they are... So they're based in North London. Mm-hmm. And so their big rivals are Arsenal. Mm-hmm. And they've always been a pretty competitive team. They've been in the Premier League for a really long time. I think from their history, they've been around for a while. And they have, I think, just kind of like a Jewish history. And so... Oh, interesting. I, I, don't, know much of the, I don't know much of the details. But yeah, I think that's part of their history and culture that they take on and uh-huh. then they have like a, a nickname which i won't repeat because it's sometimes like derogatory oh got it um but like <laughs> it's it's one of those like where they like take an ownership of that name and made it their own but you'll find a lot of clubs their names are due to how they were formed so i don't know the history oh. for tottenham but like for arsenal like the reason why they were called that was this was basically a club that was formed from like people who worked at the munitions company oh okay and so like wow. they were part of that department and they created a club and that's why they're called arsenal oh right. interesting okay, okay cool so i feel pretty good about you should um, yeah my I, decisions here do you do yeah. you think they're looking you think tottenham's looking for a chow J son i don't know if maybe they're looking for <laughs> yeah i'm pretty fast yeah you're <laughs> really fast and then play the guitar at halftime to really cheer everyone up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a, if they, he's if a, they want a little bit of a... It's a double threat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if they want an entertainer who's uh, pretty... Uh, Entertaining. Low low rate. Low, uh, low, he's yeah. like low-key. How would you describe Chow Jason's style? It's like low-key. It's yeah, like yeah, a yeah. super low-key yeah, style. Yeah, pretty low-key, pretty amateurish. Um, um, what is the future of soccer? Like, are you optimistic on, you know, how much traction has been made in, let's say, the recent years and and the trajectory that's going? Or do you see any hiccups, developments? What are your thoughts, Kai? I'm optimistic. I'm always going to be optimistic, but I'm also a realist. I don't think it's ever going to, like, surpass the NFL Mm -hmm. in terms of popularity. But I think it's going to find its, like, little community Mm -hmm. and... The way the MLS is going about it is pretty smart and being just kind of controlled growth. And they've other leagues have tried it before, like the North American Soccer League from like the 70s was like, let's just buy all the players and like make it a show so people come watch. And then they went bankrupt. Mm -hmm. And so that's when like Pele was playing for the New York Cosmos. And so... I think I'm optimistic and the the league is growing and then the product is getting better and then the youth development and the players that are coming out of the US are just really talented. So I'm excited of where the growth is going and I think there are going to be a few things that are going to be important. I think firstly like the US needs to qualify for the World Cup in order to sustain interest because the truth is, like, most people get excited for the World Cup. Yeah. And if you want grassroots interest, like, we need to participate and we need to play in there. Mm-hmm. And I think two Miss World Cups is really tough. Yeah. And then the second is we're going to be hosting a World Cup, I believe. Like, the, the U.S. is trying to vouch to host a World Cup. Wow. And so if those, things, awesome. if those things happen, I'm 
pretty optimistic Mm -hmm. that hopefully the interest will continue to grow. TV rights are getting signed so that like the Premier League is now getting shown on TV, which like 15 years ago wasn't the case. And so, yeah, I'm optimistic. Nice. Cool. Okay. That's crazy. Um, I have another like general (laughs) soccer question. (laughs) So there are so many tournaments and trophies and like new things and name changes and like all this stuff. Yeah. Like what, why, and how do you like keep track of all that? It's insane. The stuff. And it's like, it's not like everything leads to a Super Bowl, like nice and tidy. Right. Or like, you're right. There's a lot. So, well, there's mainly three groups. So the first group is basically just your domestic competition. Uh-huh. And so think of that as like the regular season. Yeah. And so the English Premier League has their regular season, La Liga in Spain, and then Bundesliga in Germany. So mm-hmm. you play a certain amount of games uh, throughout the season, and then whoever comes up with the most points at the end of the season wins. So you win the league. There is no playoffs or oh, anything like okay. that. And so that's why it's a true mark of success when we go back to like the Leicester example is because like they had to do this for a whole season, uh-huh. not just like a quick run of like Turning 10 games. Yeah. And there's no playoff. Or yeah, there's no playoffs. And so that's your domestic competition. Then you have something else called like a domestic tournament. And so that coincides with the league. And so you'll play different games throughout the season, but for different reasons. So like one is a domestic league game uh-huh. which is usually on the weekends and then like midweek you'll have like a domestic yeah. tournament uh-huh. and so that's the the english version of it is the fa cup yeah and so they play that and this is like your true cinderella story is mm-hmm. like all the teams that are registered under the premier league whether it's like the top or like so the english premier league everyone's registered league one league two everyone down is registered and like uh-huh. anyone has a chance to go and win it all that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Now, of course, like the, the top clubs are going to win. Yeah. But yeah. like it's not uncommon. We basically had this like rec league from like a pub that made it to like the fourth round. Wow. And, wow. Like, okay. There was a story where like basically a bunch of these guys, they formed a team because they were like part of a pub. Like they went to this pub and drank and like decided to form a team and they've like made it to the fourth round and played Liverpool. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's got to be really cool. It's pretty cool. That's really cool. And and so that's the domestic competition. And then you've got the third, which is like the European competition. Uh-huh. And so this is where like clubs from different countries would play each other. Yeah. And so there's two. Um, there is the Europa League. And then yeah. the second is the Champions League. Okay. And it's just based on how well you finish in your domestic like competition yeah and so usually it depends on the league but like the top teams or the top team will get entrance into the champions league Mm -hmm. and then like some teams uh let's say in the premier league like because it's a pretty big league like if you're third or fourth then you get a chance to qualify it depends on the league yeah but um and then the next tier is like if you don't qualify for the Champions League, you qualify for the Europa League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which so is Tottenham like, is in the Europa League. Correct. Is what I've correct. learned. Yeah, yeah. And, exactly. And Jason is basically structuring his work schedule around Tottenham's. How can schedule. I watch Son? Like, yeah, it's it's all about Son. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if he switches teams, then I'm switching teams, oh, even yeah. though that's not allowed. I guess. Yeah. No. You're, so what I'm hearing now is Jason is a firmly entrenched Tottenham fan. <laughs> I, I do think you're a Spurs fan. Yeah. Congratulations, man. You have a team. I did it. We discovered that Jason has a team. (laughs) Cool. Well done. Yeah. Go me. (laughs) 
Awesome. Well, I, I, it is interesting to see that you, you're optimistic about the future of, of soccer. I'm, I'm optimistic uh, for the league. I'm optimistic for just the success of just the sport. Mm-hmm. I am less optimistic about just the U.S. men's the national, national team? team. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Even with all this like new young talent? The, the U.S. Soccer Federation has an uncanny way to just completely mess things up. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No sponsorship requests. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. But without, like, I can go on for an hour. But in short, they just, like, the the Federation is just not organized in a way that can really just take what we have and just make it a successful like oh. program. Because oh. if you think about it too, the numbers, like there's so many people playing soccer in the US. Yes. It's and a huge we, population. Yeah. yeah. We have the means to develop this product and yeah. we have like talented players. Like mm-hmm. why can't we qualify? So it's like uh it's a unfortunate reality and something where I'm less optimistic, but hopefully the team will get its act together. So how about this? Like, what are three things that are low-hanging fruit that you think would make a big difference right away? Um, they So they originally, when they didn't qualify, they basically had, like, we need to find a coach that, like, can play well. I think, like, the federation just needs to be less, like, frankly, incestual. They kind of, like, hire their own. Uh, and uh. so um, we've got a coach now with Beerhalter who the team is doing okay, but he was a former player mm-hmm. and so, like, has been in the system. Now we'll see if they qualify for the World Cup. And if they do, then, of course, I'll shut up. Um, and then that's one. I think the second is just, like, the, the development program itself is still very much a pay-to-play situation. If you think about all the leagues and like I was a in a competitive league, but like I was in a really fortunate position where I had a mom who would drive me to all the practices whenever we had like coaches and coaches fees or tournament fees mm-hmm. or need yeah. pay for jerseys, like we had the means to do so. Yeah. And then we were in the suburbs. So like I had someone who can drive me to like all the tournaments and all the games. But mm-hmm. Like for a lot of talented youth, like they don't have the means. Mm. And so it's a very much a suburban type of sport. Uh, So we can really accelerate our like development if we are able to find ways to help really identify talent and then figure out how can we provide them with the support needed so that they can continue to cultivate it because Uh it's a terrible thing to be able to like have this opportunity, but then because of monetary reasons, like yeah, yeah. we can't develop or like grow these players. Mm. So I think that's like the second. And I think the third is continuing to improve the domestic league. And I think they're well on their way on that one. Okay. Nice. So that's good. We're there. So there is some optimism. We're there. Yeah. We're, we, we got there. We did it. We did it. <laughs> we did it, Kai. You heard it here first. Uh, we, Kylo's on the record. The team will definitely qualify. We did it, guys. I just want to... <laughs> um, all right, but we learned so much from you, or I learned so much from you. I learned a lot from, okay, from Kai, too. Yeah, yeah. Just, just I didn't want to speak for you. No, no. Um, now, Kai, it's time for your pop quiz. Kelsey. Sweet. Our first game is called Top 5. So, Kai, what are your top five tips for getting into soccer? I was like thinking about this. And I was like, do I have five? Well, okay. First is try to watch 
a game outside of the MLS. Um, uh, fully agree with that. It's MLS play is very different. Yes. <laughs> from non MLS play. Yes. Uh, yes. And even if it's like a one off game and like the Champions League, do it. Oh, it's super oh, entertaining. Okay. Hold on. Sorry. Sorry. But earlier you you said that um, different countries have like different kind of soccer styles and cultures. Yes. So, like, um, what is the MLS like style? Not as skilled. It's just, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I hate. And how does that connect to American well, culture? I, I hate to, I hate to say it, but there's just something more aesthetically pleasing about like English Premier League soccer or you know La Liga soccer. I don't know why. It's just like you were talking about. I think Tiki Taka. Like that's just fun to watch. Like you just see these really precise short passes, and then you yeah, see yeah. like. Messi just sprinting down this perfectly placed pass, and then these beautiful goals. Yeah. Okay. So it's still an un, like unidentified style for now for yeah. the MLS. Not yeah. a strong connection to. Yeah. yeah. I think they need to get their skills up first before like we can have more of a defined style. I think yeah. with the That's US, cool. yeah. with the US, with the national team, their style is just like outwork, and so oh, interesting. Like the team will probably be the most fit team. <laughs> and if yeah. they qualify for the World Cup, but like from a skills yeah. perspective, like yeah. oh, interesting. I remember, it's because remember... Americans like to work out. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah. We yeah. love to work out. All <laughs> Americans love yeah. to work out. So yeah. I would say try to watch a, a league game. And if you had to pick one, I would recommend just the Premier League. I think you're already on it with Tottenham. Great, nailed it. Doing it. Yeah. yeah, these are tips for me. Yeah, personal personal tips. The, the English Premier League just is like more fast paced really about attacking styles and so yeah that's an entertaining one to watch second is if you can like watch the world cup and watch either the world cup or the european championships those are super entertaining third is go to a bar and watch it and try to go to a soccer specific bar or a bar that's hosting the game Mm -hmm. then you'll really get into it and Mm. feel the atmosphere which is which is pretty awesome. I think what's a little bit hard about the West Coast is that just with the time difference is really difficult to wake up. Yeah. But when I was living in New York with the three hour time difference is a lot easier. So uh, games okay. were a lot easier to watch. And so that's why like the World Cup is a little bit better when the time difference is more conducive. I see. Um and then I don't have five, but four is like play FIFA, I guess. <laughs> I, I'm a few, I, yeah, that it works helps for you I a guess, lot yeah. because you start to understand the players, and obviously you want the highest rated players on you know to, to yeah. play on your team. But then as you, it happened that I was playing FIFA during the World Cup, so you would see, oh, that guy, oh, oh, oh there's yeah. Messi, oh, wow, he's really good. Like yeah, I yeah, understand yeah. why his rating is so high. Uh, but yeah. then you would get to see other players too. You get exposed because. Kind of similar to what we were talking about with the whole F1 racing is like the narratives becomes fun too. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because yeah. you start to build out like that. Oh, like they, there's this relationship or, oh, this history, like they played really well here. Or he used to be coached here and now he's coaching here. And it's uh-huh. like, those are fun. So okay. that, yeah, that would be, I guess my number five is there is a Netflix equivalent. I think either Netflix produced it or another. Oh, interesting. But it's about Sunderland Football Club. It's similar setup as like, the hard knocks and like formula one to get you into it. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Those are five. Yeah. Those are five. That's a nice five. Yeah. Those are, those are a type five. Yeah. Love it. I'm into it now. Jason's into it now. Yeah. I feel like, 
I feel like I'm getting convinced actually through this, yeah. through this conversation. It's like yeah. F1. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so up next we have either or. All right, so we're going to give you two options and you just got to pick one. Here we go. TCNW or TCBY? TCNW. Okay, that's easy. Very fast. Yeah. Doesn't like frozen yogurt, apparently. Exactly, yeah. Kai hates yogurt. <laughs> um, all right. More of a Cold Stone kind of guy. Wow. Oh, wow. That's a deep pull. <laughs> I haven't heard Cold Stone in... Well, I went back. Three years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you seen their those people who work the, the ice cream on the stone? Their forearms gigantic <laughs> they are whipping work Let yeah me just yeah say yeah that. it's not easy yeah no. um all right finnerty's or viridian Ooh. well viridian because finnerty's doesn't exist anymore oh yeah sadly they didn't make it out of covid wow okay Ooh. yeah so ability to stay solvent <laughs> <laughs> congratulations that's the criteria we <laughs> <Yeah>. were going <laughs> But actually, that's the same criteria he did for TCNW and TCBY. He yeah, thinks yeah. TCNW really has a strong financial path in front of them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We got we got low overhead. All right, stay afloat. Got it. Um, thick cut steak fries or regular fries? Thick cut. Wow, controversial. That is that is very controversial. Wow. Yeah. Can you follow up on those thoughts, please? Yeah. The, you like a droopy fries? No, no, no. Do the, you like fries that are just okay. undercooked and not well, when you're doing, <laughs> uniform when you're, across when you're the board? When you're doing either or, and the assumption is that you have the best representation of each. So the best representation of regular fries and the best representation yeah. of thick cut fries. I, I so, would agree with that. I, would, I see. I see. I would still agree with that. And I would still pick <laughs> so, regular fries. So the best representation of thick cut fries are not soggy. Uh, what is the best representation of thick cut fries? They are crispy on the outside. Okay. Fluffy on the inside. Great. Yeah, and they you, have good surface area for dipping in the ketchup. Is there such thing as an actual example of this fry, or is this purely hypothetical, <laughs> like the perfect circle? Is that, like, yes, obviously the perfect circle would be great. Yeah. There is no such thing as the perfect circle. Yeah, and one of my favorite spots in Oakland, Grand Lake Kitchen, they do great thick-cut fries. Okay. And then wow, okay. for something just, like, more of a chain, like, Red Robin fries are great. Oh, yeah. I'm, okay. a, I'm a fan of Red Robin. More yeah. so than regular And fries? it's bottomless. Yeah. It's Okay, so quantity. So, so Kai and my criteria is like the best of each. Jason is what can I get more of? Yeah, exactly. It's bottomless. That's true. Yeah. You're right. These are all. This is all open to interpretation. And the little like metal tin that they come in is yeah bottomless. It's you know it just it so literally good. has no bottom. Great. I'm all. I'm also like a surface area guy, so I want more like area of the fry to dip. I see. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So you're more on the dipping surface than anything else because the dip matters to you. Yeah. Yeah, waffle fries are up there, but I think like the thick, mm. thick cut fries. Yeah, and that's why we we cannot get started about shoestring. That's just trash, <laughs> trash, <laughs> trash. Wow. Okay. I will die on the hill for that. Wow. <laughs> okay. Strong, strong thoughts. <laughs> Next question is Next shoestring question fries. Is shoestring, or fries. <laughs> <laughs> shoestring fries or dying on a hill? Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, Netgear or Linksys. Oh, come on. <laughs> Neck you can say Linksys. It's okay. Neck gear. It's okay. <laughs> Dominant 90s brands. Yeah, exactly. All right. Um, Ronaldo or Messi? Ronaldo. Whoa. Wow. Oh, really? Interesting. I, do you mind if I follow, ask a follow-up question? Why? If you look at the success, uh-huh. Ronaldo has won more hardware yeah. than Messi. How about individual awards, though? In terms of 
I mean, well, let me just say both are incredibly, incredibly gifted players. Yeah. Like I think like you're basically picking one and one a, mm-hmm. but, uh, Ronaldo has more skills than Messi does. I think what Ronaldo's really underrated in is that in addition to all the things, the flashy stuff he does with dribbling, like he's incredible in the air, like the way he wins balls in the air and scores goals with his head. Like he's got hops, which yeah. Messi doesn't I, have. That's true. Uh, I have seen like they they did some retrospective on like how high he can jump. They literally, I think he could, like clear a car or something like that. It's something insane. Yeah. Like when he Whoa. does headers and stuff. Yeah. All right. Um, New York bagel or L.A. street tacos. Oh, that one's, oh, these are hard. <laughs> these are, are hard. Let me just say yeah, that. I, wow. I had a lot of fun putting these together. This is, yeah. Again, you're just making me like have one half of the population just uh-huh. hate me. Uh-huh. Um, New York bagel. Oh, yeah. wow. honestly, as a fan of LA, it's a tough. That's a tough one. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I understand you had to make a choice, and you yeah, I love. Shot, I, I love tacos. Yeah. But I really like a bagel. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. can't I can't disagree. Bagels are great. Yeah, he likes a soft carb. Yeah. Um, all right. Encore Beach Club or Ultra Music Festival. Encore. Ah. Good okay. choice. UBC. Yeah. It's yeah. very nice. Because there's it. more water? Uh no. Ultra is like Ultra's fun, but I like just the thought of a three day festival right now I just see. makes my feet hurt. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a interest. Hashtag com- this is thirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The comparison is also a little bit indirect too, because Encore Beach Club is like a venue, while Ultra Music Festival is like a festival, right? Yeah, but Encore Beach Club also has like chairs, which is great for sitting. And it's great when that is true. Them. I guess <laughs> chairs. Sorry, yeah. I'm gonna call out a base Which thing. But, but if we're going by a chair based criteria, then correct. EBC yes. does have chairs. Yes, <laughs> lovely. Got it. Um, Lacroix Pomplemousse or rosé. Lacroix. Mm. I know it. I know it had its thing, but I'm still drinking Lacroix. Like I still have like a six pack of Lacroix in the fridge. Yeah, yeah, Lacroix solid. Great. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. This is thirty. I got a six pack of Lacroix in the fridge. <laughs> um, I myself have moved into uh, Spindrift. Yeah, that's mm. where I'm at now. You know, I am also moving that direction. Mainly, wait, is Spin- no, sorry, is it Waterloo? Is where I am. <laughs> oh, I'm on Waterloo, Waterloo wow. because because uh, hashtag Costco. Yeah. Uh, yeah, get that in bulk, baby. <laughs> all right. Most importantly, Jason. Or Kelsey, Jason. Yes, but in a way where like he is your sibling that like annoys the hell out of you. Yes. Love well, the like caveats. in the late nights when you're dependent on Jason to pull through and he doesn't. And, <laughs> <laughs> and in the end, you, no matter how angry you get, you just have to look back and say, but it is Jason. Yes. My favorite <laughs> is what I'm hearing. The criteria is it's Jason based on failed expectations <laughs> begrudging tolerance the, the least dependable friend i, I know. will concede that one i will happily concede that one actually wow. yeah. i love that answer yeah so jason congratulations oh no but i'm taking the end, it i'm still taking it but yeah. in the end i still love the guy yeah. i don't know why but that's yeah. why i don't know why but i love the guy <laughs> 
glowing recommendation. <laughs> Can you leave that on, as a comment on our podcast yeah. episode, guy? That'd be great. Well, I I think those were all very, very well answered. So congratulations. Yeah, I tried to I tried to make it hard for you, but yeah. you did you did great. You yeah. did you did a lot of homework in these either ors. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. Well, we did a lot of homework on this next one too. It's called Fact or Fiction Soccer Edition, and this is a head to head battle against. Bull cut v rat tail. Yeah, here we so, go. <laughs> team, team bull cut so, versus will, team rat tail. <laughs> I will read a statement, and I need you to tell me whether it is fact or fiction. I'm going to count to three, and after three, I need you to tell me if it's fact or fiction. Whoever has the most points by the end of this game will win. So I will start with the first statement. Soccer is named after the term social club. As the sport evolved from social clubs in the mid 19th century. Fact or fiction? All right. On three. One, two, three. Fact. Fact. The answer is fiction. Oh, okay. Oh, cool. Soccer <laughs> is short is short for association soccer. So the SOC and association soccer is where soccer gets its name from. The social club thing I Wait, completely what do you mean association it. soccer? The the word association soccer is already football. In there. Oh, association football. Huh. So oh, it's like a show. That's a, short, so, that's oh, a weird nickname, right? Yeah. I remember I looked that up even again way before. And if someone told me that, I was like, that is such a weird that shortening. Is so weird. Right? Like it's called soccer, but it's short for association football. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah. Huh. That was a fun fact. Yeah. That, All right. that was interesting. Yeah. Next statement Soccer is played by 100 million people across 100 countries. Fact or fiction? On three. One, two, three. Fiction. Fiction. Nice. Soccer is played by 250 million players across 200 countries, making it the world's most popular sport. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of people. I was going to throw you guys off, but uh, obviously 100 million did not sound large enough for you. It was not big enough. I was like, it has to be a billion. Yeah. Yeah, I I actually, I thought surprised it was was a little I was like, 250 million. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Next statement. No one knows exactly when soccer was created, but the earliest versions of the game can be traced back to 300 years. One, two, three. Fiction. Fiction. Wow, you guys are... We're in a a simpatico right now. now. (laughs) Uh, The answer is fiction. The earliest versions of the game can be traced back to 3,000 years. Yeah. Wow. It's nuts. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. All right. Well, we got a tie game going. Two questions left. In Europe, during the Middle Ages, soccer balls were made from inflated pig bladders. Fact or fiction? On three. One, two, three. Fact. fact. It is fact. Nice. This is very boring because <laughs> you guys are like looking into each other's eyes, <laughs> just vibing yeah. on yeah. some well, weird the, ethereal level. We this is the camaraderie from TC and yeah. right. Productions. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> last question for all of the marbles. Here we go. A traditional soccer ball has... 32 panels with each panel representing a country in Europe. Fact or fiction? On three. One, two, three. Fact. Fact. <laughs> well, we answered every single one the same. I, That's insane. This has to be a fact. Somehow I know it's 32 panels. The answer is fact. Nice. It's a fact. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Well, I, I had no idea they designed it because of the number of countries. That's, I think like the recent soccer ball is now. Oh, I see. I see. Right. Like, I don't think that's the same. I mean, obviously they played pig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, know if they right. drew you're 32 right, right. panels. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I cannot believe it. You guys tied every question. Yeah. That's and never happened you, before. You yeah. almost got all of them right, too. Yeah. Ah. Good work. Like, oh, you guys are like vibing. Yeah. Guys, stop staring at each other's eyes. No. Okay. <laughs> Kelsey, you can leave now. <laughs> All right. Good work. Wow. Yeah. Moving on. We got um, recommendations. So this is where we give you some categories and we just ask for a recommendation for our listeners. So music. Because uh, I was listening to in the car, Postal Service. Oh. Throwback. Throwback. Nice. Yeah. Any, Postal Service do, do they have is a solid. New, do they have a new release? They or don't. Are talking about the 2000. They don't, but Jen and I were in the car and we looked it up. The album is almost 20 years old. Wow, we're old. 2003, yeah. Yeah. I think is when it was released. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. What was the name of it? Oh, my goodness. Give Up. It? Give Up. That's right. It was the newest two words. Yeah. That was a so great So, for album. your younger listeners, I recommend. Yeah, check That's a good definitely one. Definitely check that's that out. Postal pull. Service is solid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Ben Gibbard's side project at the time. Can't believe that's mm. his side project yeah. from Death Cat for Cutie, even though Death Cat for Cutie, also awesome band. Like, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, movie. Ocean's Eleven. Whoa! Wow! Yeah, real two thousands yeah. vibe going. What? I know I'm liking this. Yeah. Also, admittedly, because I'm boring and I don't watch a lot of movies. Although Shang Chi was really good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But Ocean's Eleven was the last movie you watched. No, I haven't watched Ocean's <laughs> Eleven in a while, but I always like it, and it's just entertaining. Yeah, it is entertaining. Yeah, yeah it's a yeah. good one. Yeah. Jason, what are your thoughts on Shang Chi? It was good. Yeah. It's yeah, entertaining. Yeah. I watched it recently. Yeah. Yeah, um, I did too. Thanks to thanks to Kelsey Disney uh, Plus. Oh, Disney, oh, Disney Plus account. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I watched it uh, like literally. I watched it a week ago, and there you go. Right around the solid. time, right around the time Kai was I watching think, Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, except for the first time. <laughs> yeah, boy, that that Brad Pitt, he's going places. <laughs> he really he's is. Pretty yeah. good actor. Yeah, he's a hungry guy. Yeah, it's um, all the time. You're he's right. always eating. Yeah. Uh, TV. Ooh. Oh, okay. Uh, Jen and I just finished this. Only murderers in the building. Uh, Kelly's Hulu. watching that on, Hulu. on Hulu. I was never heard of this. It's really good. It's a. It's actually a podcast based. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. It's about. It's about like these characters who are super into a murder podcast, and then something happens in their apartment or their apartment complex, and they decide to start their own. Yeah. Oh, interesting. And is it? thriller or it's kind of like or? a comedy thriller comedy kind of. thriller oh yeah. interesting it's with steve martin martin short and selena gomez yeah oh right. the big three. i saw that the three of them were doing something yeah that. i didn't realize right. it was this i mean yeah. just <laughs> peanut butter and jelly right all yeah. three of them yeah. <laughs> steve martin martin short and selena gomez just rolls off the tongue yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it is yeah it was, it was really entertaining nice oh wow okay yeah great yeah last one here life hacks life hacks this is like super stupid and boring and lame because now I'm old. Like coupons are cool. Yeah. Like, wow. Yeah. Okay. okay. Coupons. And so do you use Target Circle? Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Because like automatically applies it, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, coupons. That's actually, that's that's like, I'm surprised no one said that yet. <laughs> that's like no, that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would take that. All right. Awesome. Our last activity is called Won't You Haiku. All right. So we're going to write a haiku together. And the haiku is going to be about soccer. So uh, yeah. the way that it works is it's yeah. five syllables for you to start us off. 
I will be doing seven syllables, and Jason will close us out with five syllables. If you could see me, I'm like counting with my fingers because I can't make five. <laughs> Soccer is fun. Yeah? <laughs> Technically, it's five. Yeah. Manchester United. Oh, God. You have one more. Manchester United. I? 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 I love Hyungman Sun. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> I did not care what your other lines were. <laughs> Slipping in his yeah. own agenda in yeah. there. Yeah. We really I'm a nailed, man on a mission. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Really nailed that high yeah. yeah. That was great. That made sense. No, layers of probably hidden meaning that other people can parse for us. <laughs> um, awesome. Kelsey, well, I... any takeaways? Yeah, what did yeah. you learn from this, this conversation? I think you did a really good job explaining even the nuanced terms, yeah. having a very strong opinion on the most specific questions. So it's, you, you truly are, you're, you are my soccer guy now. Like, I'm just be like, oh. hey, real quick, like soccer. And then Kai will send me like a 200 word post on like the the etymology of pitch. And don't make great. Kai do that amount of work for you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, got, but that's the best better things to do. But that's than the be best part is I'm gonna, all I'm going to say is just go soccer and he will choose to do it because of the passion that he has. For the game. That's what you learned. I'll deliver yeah. it in haiku form Boom. for you. Oh, yeah. Yes. And then he'll be like, Manchester United, I eat? <laughs> exactly. And I'll be like, thumbs up emoji. <laughs> That's what I learned. What okay. did you learn, Jason? Um, well, I learned a lot. I came in with like a lot of like lifelong burning questions. Life, and lifelong, lifelong burning questions. Lifelong burning questions. <laughs> I'm just glad I was able to answer them. There yeah, is yeah, a yeah. thing called Google it's convoluted it's convoluted and right. i think like a lot of it is just like knowing what is like you can find the facts right right but knowing like what's actually valued like what's actually important like you have to talk to somebody who knows right I and i think kai did you're right like i did a great job of breaking everything down and, yeah. and very quickly just digestible bits fixing it for me yeah and i think my biggest takeaway and something i didn't know was like how much uh, Kai's involvement with soccer as a player and also his like fandom of soccer, I guess, yeah. it is so tied to his family and tied uh, to like his upbringing and it from like Hong Kong to Japan and and all of that and yeah. through his relatives and, and whatnot. So that that's really cool that um, it's kind of like a shared interest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, amongst it's touched multiple parts of yeah, his life. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So yeah, I really enjoyed like hearing that part about yeah. it. How about you, Kai? Any takeaways from us? Well, I learned the bird that has the longest migration path. Yeah, right? there you Alaska go. And New Zealand. Great. Could have just bypassed the entire middle part of that. Interview. <laughs> yeah. Pretty, pretty that remarkable. That bird thing was pretty cool. <laughs> pretty remarkable. But also, man, we've been talking about how just in the Moraga area, there's like just no good food. Uh-huh. And <laughs> there's no we, good we food. We joke. There's period. like, it's all like your, your 
crappy food from like six different restaurants that all have the same menu of like your burger your shitty pasta Uh your grilled salmon and we're like we gotta figure out how to like revitalize this place and jen and i will daydream of like if we were real estate developers what will we bring Mm. and now i know korean Korean fried fried chicken chicken. it's very accessible for you know, everyone, yeah. yeah for oh, any totally. community, totally yeah. yeah. Yeah, it doesn't require like a strong like Korean community yeah, 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 nearby yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Like, do you like food? Everybody likes fried chicken. Do you like yeah. food? Yeah. <laughs> do you like food that's good? Great. Yeah. Fried chicken. Choice yeah. is so easy. Do yeah. you want spicy or soy garlic? That's yeah, yeah, yeah. the two choices. Yeah. And either one is great. Great. Yeah, you're going to like it. Yeah. Great. We are starting- Wait, so make it a, happen. We are starting a fried chicken podcast. Go. <laughs> Maybe this is the next venture of TCW. Oh, yeah. Two chicken wings. <laughs> is that what it stands for? Or should I follow up with you after that? That's what it stands for. <laughs> Highly suspect of what, that's, what that stands for. Okay, awesome. Well, Kai, like, thank you again so much for being here, for coming all this way and, and driving down. Um and thank you for sharing your knowledge. But I guess most importantly, like, thank you so much for being a, such a great friend for all these years and for tolerating like my procrastination and like my my way of doing things. Um, I'm just here because of Dora. That's what everybody <laughs> says that. Everybody says that. Uh, just one quick word on that. Devastating. <laughs> Absolutely. Devastating. Kelsey tells me that every time we finish recording. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, I'm about to cry once we stop recording. So uh, yeah, devastated. Uh, <laughs> great to spend three hours with you guys, and uh, <laughs> I'll be go crying by the pool. Yeah, yeah. And uh, did, what, what, I, what was I in the middle of saying? You were thanking him. For I was tolerating thanking him for tolerating me, and he told me that he's here for Dora. Um, no, in all, in all seriousness, I think just I value just the friendship that we've had and it's just cool. Like we look back on it now, it's like our friendship is basically now like it's almost old enough to drink, which is pretty cool. Yeah. It's insane how long it's been. And it's haircut based. It's haircut. It's hairstyle based. Like, yeah, basically it's lasted through different hairstyles. It's lasted through, through like moving across the country like a couple times. Right. And I I realize actually our, our listening audience doesn't realize that Jason still has a rat tail. I, don't do that. I didn't that. realize that. Don't I didn't realize do that. that. I mean, it's looking lovely today. It's flowing. It's... Stay tuned for the next podcast yeah. where we take a look at the rat tail and see if we should cut it. I'm going I'm going back to our social media and like adding a rat tail super, superimpose rat tails. <laughs> that seems like a good use of six to seven hours. <laughs> yeah. My God. All right. Um, so yeah, Kai, thank you so much. Want to thank all of our listeners. Uh, we really thank do you appreciate you all tuning in. It's been and great to hear from you guys all. Really, it's yeah, yeah. It's been lovely. We love the yeah. feedback. So yeah, please keep it coming. Yeah, and um, even if it's we are only here to hear Dora's sign off end credits. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. In which we, we understand. My response is still devastating. <laughs> it's very painful. I take these all to heart. I mean, a listen is a listen. So that's true. Whatever it is, it's okay. Yeah, and yeah. So wish everybody a great week. Have a great week, everyone. Thank you so much, Kai, and bye. Bye. This has been Jason and Kelsey Have Friends. Executive produced by Dora. Talent managed by Kelly. 
Design and artwork by Hobby at madebyhobby.com. Theme song by Jason. Questions? Comments? Send us an email at jasonandkelsey at gmail.com or visit us at jasonandkelsey.com. If you haven't already, please rate and subscribe everywhere, multiple times. 